0: As we were moving around the country, he would network and find people that they would um, give us opportunities. I think the first coolest one I remember was we were living in Houston and he got us to ride in the Goodyear Blip, which I haven't met a whole lot of people that have gotten to do that. Hello,
1: and welcome to the business aviation podcast sponsored by LZ Aviation. Today, we get a chance to talk to one of our own team members, Lynn Harris. Stay tuned and she'll tell us all about her lifelong love of aviation. This podcast is produced by Business Aviation Collective and sponsored by LD Aviation. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Lindsay. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Great. I um, am so excited to talk to you because you've been with our team now for oh, a little over four months, I think. And um, you've been a wonderful addition to our team. I'm kind of curious, how did you even
0: get interested in aviation? Okay, well that started in childhood. So that was my dad. My dad is a telephone guy, corporate guy, but always wanted to fly planes and just never had the time because he was you know, busy providing. So he, he and I had this common interest. So he started taking me to all these air shows and then because we moved so often, we got to go to different air shows in different places. And the more I got excited, the more he encouraged me. So as we were moving around the country, he would network and find people that that would um, give us opportunities. So I think the first coolest one I remember was we were living in Houston and he got us to ride in the Goodyear Blip, which I haven't met a whole lot of people that have gotten to do that. Once you've got a dad that does these things and you know, the next one was we lived in New Jersey and he got me in a steerman and we went around the statue of Liberty wow. and you know, it's, it's been thing after thing like that. As I got older, we got, you know, in, in P 51 Mustangs and got to do that ride in Florida. So I have had parents that have encouraged me and backed me up all the way through this. And I've gotten to do some pretty cool experiences, including my jump into corporate aviation My dad was at that point had privileges on the corporate aircraft and so I would get to fly with him or I get to go talk to the director of aviation and ask him you know how does somebody get to do what you do and so I had lots of neat experiences through him and through his excitement and when um, I got my license first and then he got his license when he retired at 53. That is so cool.
1: Oh my gosh, I want to hear more about the Goodyear blimp, because you're right, I
0: don't think I've met anybody who has been able to ride. What was that like? It was a long time ago, so I'll have to go back into my, my brain as a freshman in high school, I think is when that was. But so cool, so slow, so big, so, you know, to watch them catch it and launch it off. I mean, I'll, I will never forget what that looked like and felt like. That was That was a pretty awesome experience. That is so cool.
1: Okay, so now you said you got your license first and then your dad. So tell me more about that. We, did you guys ever study together?
0: No, because it, there were several years different. So I, I was already long and done and got my ratings by the time he did that. But now I, it started out where I, when we were living in New Jersey and I had that first flight, he said, do you want to go take lessons? So I did for a little while and then we moved and so moved to St. Louis and that Ended up going into, you know, I took a few lessons in St. Louis, but the big flood hits back, you know, in the 90s and my airport got shut down and all this stuff. So then I started again and ended up accidentally last minute decision right before I was due to go to college, decided to go to an aviation college. Before that, I was going to be a music major and a religion minor, you know, and I was I was good. Already had my school picked out. This was a last minute. I went and toured the school that we have locally here in St. Louis and loved it. Came home and said, "Mom and Dad, this is what I'm gonna do." And they went, "Okay." (laughs) So wonderful. The rest is history. And in college, I got a lot of neat experiences. And then came home and said, "I want to fly aerobatics." And they went, "Okay." So they, I mean, like I said, encouraged me the whole way through. So I've gotten to do some pretty. cool stuff in a really short period of time.
1: Cool. So aerobatics, I've only gotten to do one flight aerobatics, but it was so, it was so cool. Now that was a long time ago. I feel like I might puke if I were to do that right now, but how did that, where did that go? Like, what did you
0: fly? How, did, what did you do for that? It was, it wasn't a lot of lessons. Cause it's, I was an adult at this point. Now I'm paying. going to have to start paying for my own lessons, you know, very soon so it was towards the end of my college experience and it was just a tapria yeah, i think i had about 10 hours in it and loved it that was my favorite kind of flying and i wanted to be the next paddy wag staff and then you know the reality hit that life and marriage and kids but yeah and yeah. you know they also because of that experience and because i was one of 12 women at the school, I think people really just kind of we really networked and they let me take the cup, the school aircraft to all these air shows and got to fly into Oshkosh when I was like all of probably twenty years old and so Life. that, you know, I had a little fun at a younger age.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it so St. Louis University, you're saying there were twelve
0: women in, in your group? So back then it was called Parks College of St. Louis University. So St. Louis University was our university, but we had a small um, aviation campus in Cahokia, Illinois, so just across the river, and it was real close to downtown parks, St. Louis Airport. So we actually all lived down there, it was an old World War II campus, it was a, a, a military training area, for, and so there was a ton of history, lots of, you know, big superstars in aviation have walked that campus, and we had had our hangars, and we had two dormitories, 300 men, 12 women, and yeah okay yeah so a
1: pioneer definitely i mean 12 women out of 300 that's awesome
0: it was it was fun it was good
1: all right so then from there where did you go you said kids and you got married and
0: so i married somebody at park from parks college right out of college and he also was a pilot had more hours than me so he was moving a little bit faster than i was in the aviation so we decided he would fly and not long after that, I, I did move with him. So he flew for Comair, and I worked on the ground for Comair. And so we did that in Florida, in Sanford, Florida for me, or um, Orlando for him. And I worked at, they back then they had all these aviation schools, Comair, you know, where they would kind of train them there. Then you'd flight instruct there, and then you would step up and fly for Comair, which at the time was a Delta connection. So it was all connected with Delta. Okay. So yeah, I there got... were like
1: pathways that you would start on one side and then funnel right up into the majors
0: after a while. Right. Okay. And there's a lot of schools that are still like that now. But yeah, so I worked in that and then and he was flying and then we eventually continued moving with his job. Okay. All right. And you said you worked for Comair. So you worked on the ground? Yeah. I did. So I worked for their school, and I my technical my title was job placement officer. So these guys would come in, and we would basically we would work with them. We you know the hope was they would be flight instructors for us. But my job was to make connections with other places for them to go if that needed to happen. If they needed to go back home and work, I would do that. They also had me dealing with their housing as well. So I was the one that made sure they had a place to. Yeah, I took care of all of their needs that they needed as far as housing, transportation, that kind of thing um, when they were there with us at Sanford for a few years.
1: Okay. All right. Sounds good. So I'm just looking at your, you know, your background. And so Comair was until 1998. And then, mm-hmm. like like for many of us, I'm guessing some kids were involved. It looks like you might have taken a Thank bit you. of a break.
0: Well, I took a bit of a break. So I stayed at home with my my kids. Like I said, my husband was a pilot, so he was gone a lot. So he, I was the one that primarily stayed home with with them. And um, I still have one at home right now. But since he's 18 and going to college next year, I'm able to to do what I do now. That's awesome. How about you tell everybody, what are you doing
1: now for us? I mean, I know what you do, which is awesome. But tell us what you do for L D
0: Aviation currently i am a remote scheduler for aviation so i like to say i'm a full service concierge that that, to allow the pilots to just get in the plane and fly and i do everything else that's that's the hope that's the goal but yeah i i schedule remotely from home which has been great it's allowed me a lot of freedom a lot of flexibility so i can still make my son's water polo games or if you know we travel to the lake for the weekend i can pick up the computer and still still get my job done. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I really think that aviation, especially the scheduling section of it, is a job that completely can be done remotely. And as I'm sure everybody listening to this knows, this is a 24-7 type of job. So the ability to turn off and on from wherever you're at is paramount to a successful scheduling team. Well, we appreciate all, everything that you can do here. How about... Let's talk about what parts do you like the best, maybe out of aviation, not so much LD aviation type of stuff, but is there a piece of aviation that you just still really love? Is it flying? Would you like to go back to flying? Do you want more air shows? Yes
0: and yes, all of it. I love the language. I love being around this community of people. So, yes, I love talking airplanes. I love knowing what they like to fly. And I still do fly. I just don't. I just do it as a hobby. My my family has a small plane. That's what's gotten our kids all into it. So we travel that way with a small plane. And I live five miles from the airport where it is. But, yes, I also love this side of it, too, because I'm never bored. There's always a challenge. Mm-hmm. There's always something fun to figure out I love that aspect of it I don't like to sit still I don't like to be bored so this part of it has been fun because every day is different you know not a
1: boring day no right there's it's always something some of the stuff that comes through you're not really sure how you know who even came up with those questions but they do almost always come into scheduling and it's our job to figure out how to fix it or accommodate it, yep. So now you said, so you have a whole aviation family. So it sounds like, my husband flies,
0: kids. Everybody has some part of it. So I have three children. My oldest one just turned 24. I hope I'm getting that right, 24. And he, he he's a pilot for a living. My husband is a, is a corporate pilot for a living. My daughter in the middle, is she's in animation she's in computer graphics but she goes to purdue which has an aviation school that's housed in the same school as her and and she still speaks the language like the rest of us most of her artwork there's going to be a little airplane in there somewhere you know she she's still very much in it as as much as the rest of us and my youngest one got his private pilot's license um last year and wants to pursue it in college so we accidentally with no intent built this family that just we connect somehow through aviation
1: that is so cool okay so i think you would be a really great person to be able to give some advice to either other young people that want to get into aviation or other maybe parents who want to help their kids into aviation so what what have you learned along the way what are there any good oh i don't know like internships or suggestions that people who want to get into flying or any type of aviation degree but that has worked for you guys
0: um mainly just networking is is networking just go out there sample find somebody's doing what you want to do and ask them how did you get here don't be afraid to talk to people that own a plane fly a plane for a living ask them about it i have found that Everyone in this industry wants to get more people involved. We're excited about it. We joined this because we had a passion for it. And so that we do, our family does a lot of that. Like they even asked me to come to school. Like there's a local high school, a girls high school here that my daughter graduated from. And they're really pushing STEM with the women. And um, so they'll bring me in and we'll just sit there and chat about what scholarships do you think you should look at or. Have you heard of women in aviation or checked into your local EAA chapter? Just get out there and ask people. And if we don't know, we'll forward it to somebody else who knows. But just, I would say, just talk and network and and just kind of get out there like I did. I mean, at 16, I just went to the flight department and talked to the director of aviation and just said, tell me what to do. Do I need a college degree? Which college should I go to? Does it matter which college? And just kind of, and, and with the internet now, there's so many ways we can network with each other, get on a social media platform that has people in your local area there and to it. And that's where I've gotten a lot of information as well. So just talk, talk and meet people.
1: All right. Yeah. I love that networking. That's huge. It's just, it, it's really huge. And you're right. Everybody loves aviation. You're in this, we're all in this industry on purpose. Uh, well, I shouldn't say on purpose. We stay in the industry on purpose. Mm-hmm. We, did, may, we may not come into it on purpose, but we stay here on purpose. And um, <laughs> why in the middle of the night when we're working, we're like, well, I'm not sure why I'm in the industry sometimes, but <laughs> that's okay. I think that's great. So I will put on, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, look down below in the notes and we're going to go ahead and we'll put in some links to women in aviation, even the Young Eagles program. I'm not sure if you have one by you, Lynn, but we have a Young Eagles program around that's great for the littler kids. Lots of opportunities out there and scholarships. In fact, I was just looking the other day, there's a there's a group called the University Aviation Association. It's the UAA, and they publish hard copy books and websites of all of the different schools out there that have some sort of aviation degree attached to them. They actually also had a whole edition of scholarships so, if you want to go into aviation and you check out the University Aviation Association, you can check out their scholarship guide too. And it has 75 or 80 pages of scholarships that are out there. You know, there's money out there to keep, you know, keep advancing. Very cool. Well, I think that's really cool that you guys have really built a family on aviation and you've made two and a half kids kind of that are in aviation directly. That's wonderful. Good inspiration. Let's see. You were talking about going into the community and talking to the high school as well. I think that is really cool did you were you just kind of in contact with them because your daughter graduated there I'm, and I asked this because I'm wondering if those of us who are listening to the podcast how do we give back to the community? How could we find a, an opportunity like that?
0: Yeah, exactly because it was my daughter's um, school went there and they have somebody that that's doing that they're trying to connect the community with, with the students that are interested in things. So at first I was super nervous to do it because I have been at home for a long time. But the information I do have is I have, through my children, seen a lot of aviation schools and, and looked for a lot of scholarships and a lot of avenues. So I'm very fluent in which schools have what programs and what they offer and who has what aircraft. And and that sort of thing. So we would just go and have this conversation. And I realized I did have something I could contribute, even though I'm not directly, at the time, not directly flying, you know, flying and getting paid for part it. But then we could connect them to my son who did internships with, he did an internship with Republic Airways, Air, Airways Airlines, and that's another good avenue. So we could talk about that. So yeah, definitely that is a good way or just, here we have something called Wings of Hope. You can just go volunteer, or there are different ways to get involved. But I would say definitely reach out to to the younger group. I've got a CFI, a local, a friend of my son's, uh, who's a female CFI. She went to the local high school and got some or all of these girls excited, you know, just at the possibility of being able to fly. Or you know, so many people don't know you could do that in college or women sometimes don't think of it as far as a good career. So it, it got a lot of young people inspired. So I would say certainly there there is definitely a place for you. That's great. That's really cool. I know I live in a um, very small town
1: and so aviation is not a big thing and, and many of the kids here don't have any information, just really haven't been exposed to aviation, especially not business aviation. So I'm betting that a lot of us live in similar types of communities and yeah, you could just call them up and talk to yep. them and see if maybe, you know, you could help up, help out somewhere. So very inspirational Lynn. That's awesome. So great that you're giving back to the young kids and the community and all of your technical skills too. That's pretty, that's very impressive. Having gotten your pilot license was not as easy. I should not that I'm saying it's easy now, but being a woman, a few years ago, getting your pilot license is not the same as it is now, and it's not the same as being a man getting it. So I'm sure you had to persevere through a few things that perhaps other people didn't. That's pretty great as well. If anybody listening to the podcast wants to check out and reach out to Lynn and maybe ask her some more questions about her experience around along the way, uh, check her out. Her name is Lynetta Harris. Um, she is on LinkedIn, so reach out and I'll friend her. Um, Lynn, thank you so much for talking with us today. It's been really great hearing your story and definitely inspirational. Thank you, Lindsay. Well, we'll chat with you again. Thanks, Lynn. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please stay tuned for more episodes. And check out our website for up-and-coming podcasts. This has been a production of the Business Aviation Collective, sponsored by LD Aviation.